0: So here we go again, um, because not much has been happening in the running world in the last yeah, twenty four, forty eight, seventy two hours,
1: last week or two, last nothing.
0: Week. Oh, you went for a run?
1: Well, I went for a run. Yeah. 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 Um, on 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 Sunday morning, I got rudely woken by yeah, by yourself in Terry and in Croydon. Yeah. Um, your dog busted into the house and ate my dogs.
0: Hey, um, food he on get one, on
1: yeah that's jesus <laughs> wow okay so someone had footage of that <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's uh andrew not quite running uphill and terry whacking him with a stick yeah across yeah. the backside to get him moving a bit faster yeah. yeah, and we did think that Terry needs to get some sponsorship from Peaches and Cream.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> right. well anyway, yeah, so about, that's about the only thing that's happened in the running world. So, yeah. shall we just read a bit of the book again? Oh, yeah. Where are we up to?
0: Yep, oh, we're up to chapter two. So, um, chapter two in um, The Complete Book of Running by James F. Fix. So the Definitive Handbook for Runners of All Ages and Abilities.
1: What happens like, if, like, no abilities, like, they're actually paraplegic or something?
0: Well, well, we'll have to see, because we haven't read the book yet. Yeah. We've only got to chapter one. Or... And he didn't cover that then. Or so.
1: amputees. Maybe if he only had one leg.
0: Well, the next chapter is Oscar called... Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> but he
1: was an amputee, he just didn't have the legs. But he yeah. had the blades.
0: Yeah, but he was still a runner. He yeah. was a blade runner.
1: Uh, yeah, I
0: suppose. So, well, do you think you had the ability on Sunday morning?
1: To, 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 to run. run? Yeah. Oh, and, and, and bursts?
0: You did run in bursts, so I thought you did pretty well on three hours sleep and probably a bit of a hangover. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was probably still drunk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Might have helped. Anyway, this chapter, chapter two, is called What Happens to Your Mind. So you don't need a body. This, right. is about, this chapter is about your mind, okay? Oh, no, the brain-body brain, body. phenomenon. Well, the you brain would... is part of the body. It is. It is. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Someone was asking me um, today, he was saying... How close
1: are we to doing being able to do brain transplants?
0: Oh, you know, if you do brain brain transplant, then who is the person afterwards? Hmm... How,
1: so, how would you feel in my body? Ooh. <laughs>
0: how would you feel in mine? <laughs>
1: Probably be able to run better.
0: Yeah. Except
1: at Naseby. You'll be, you'll be I'd have a slower 50 at Naseby then. you 15 years old? Oh. Around. If you are in my body or I was in your body, who would have the faster 50 then?
0: Oh, wow. Wow, this is such a philosophical dilemma. (laughs) Right,
1: on with the book, eh? The
0: Brain-Body Phenomenon. Few psychological frontiers are more fascinating than those that you cross in your mind as you run. Well, we did just discuss one. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and we weren't even running. Um, The those that you cross in your mind as you run. Profound and far-reaching, such changes provide clues to the intricate relationship between our minds and our bodies. Hold on, I forgot something to start recording no started recording got to put it on um put it on uh, airplane mode so oh, we don't yeah don't get interrupted and lose everything that we're
1: yeah, getting quite onto it with the it side of things
0: yeah i'm getting better eh? yeah definitely there we go so um profound and far-reaching such changes provide clues to the intricate relationship between our minds and our bodies for several months as i did research for this book i traveled a great deal Talking with all sorts of runners, who I hoped could supply me with information about various aspects of running. In almost every case, I would start the discussion with a specific subject in mind. Running following a heart attack, say that was kind of. He died of a heart attack. Didn't he? Yeah, during a run. I
1: was it? Did he, Was it during a run that he had his heart well, attack? I don't
0: know. It doesn't say that in the book, but considering he wrote it, I guess yeah, it wouldn't yeah. But anyway, um, so that was kind of prophetic. These oh, well, I guess
1: he didn't qualify for Crush the cargo then.
0: Well, he, he would have... D- he
1: died trying.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's important.
1: He died in the pursuit of...
0: Well, that is... That should be a qualification Dying criteria, shouldn't it? Dying. dying trying.
1: If you die trying to qualify for the yeah. cargo, you'll get an honorary qualification.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of people who didn't die last weekend trying, and so they didn't qualify. There was a lot of people who didn't qualify last weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, um... Uh, running following a heart attack say or running tactics or the types of muscle tissue involved in running and for a while we would stick to that subject but at some point the conversation would invariably slip off into a topic I had not brought up, the psychology of running. Everyone it seemed was secretly interested in and in a surprising number of cases obsessed by what goes on in runners minds and how the sport Mm. changes people.
1: I reckon a lot of self-hatred Yep. At times. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, there's hatred towards other people as well. But, yeah, we're not talking about other people. Yep. Um, we were, oh, we were discussing the other day, like, this schizophrenia. Schiz- you can go a bit schizophrenic, can't you? Yep. So, you know, the whole... Hallucinations. Yep. Um, like... You know, talking to trees and things like Different that.
0: Psychoses. You can get quite depressed. You can go manic. Yeah. Yeah. People that. get you know um, obsessed with themselves. They can get quite narcissistic. And yeah, I don't know who, but yeah, I'm sure they could anyway.
1: Like How? Like, what do you mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know really. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to spout forth a whole lot of psychiatry stuff. Oh anyway neurotic neurotic is another thing people get you get neurotic. a bit neurotic yep. yeah
1: yeah definitely people get neurotic yeah how do you mean <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted to do that didn't
0: you <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll oh, pause for a little yeah, bit we'll pause. so to continue uh, where was i we we're talking about how the sport changes people western society today puts considerable emphasis on personal development ...and the maximizing of one's potential. Zen Buddhism, transcendental meditation, assertiveness training... ...and similar movements are all directed at making us fulfilled human beings. Sometimes, to judge by the testimony of their adherents, they work well. Well, of course they're, they're, they're going to say, give, you know... Well, they're trying to sell themselves, aren't
1: they? Yeah, well, exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They're not
0: going to make us empty human beings. Well, you know,
1: like, some, you're not going to go up to some Buddhist guy... ...and he's going to say, oh, this Buddhism's a bit rubbish...
0: But I do say weird things like you'll become fulfilled by becoming empty.
1: No, I think I I'd be more fulfilled by if I could buy more stuff.
0: Yeah, that's the thing though. We think we think life's like a great big vending machine, and we just want to put in and get some more stuff, eh? Yeah. Well, that's why really what we want to do is take a big hammer to the vending machine. No, but we you know
1: we we no we we we're born to consume. Consume yep. buy stuff.
0: Yeah, but none of it's have, actually going to make us fulfilled.
1: To have. <laughs> would you be happier if I gave you a million dollars right now? Uh,
0: maybe for a short while. That's sweet. Well, there but it's you go. It's not making me more fulfilled. It's just making me happier for a short while. That's
1: a million dollar moment right there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's oh. not going to meet all my needs, is it? I reckon. And this is the thing reckon, we uh, we, uh, th- we, think, we think we always think that something else is going to make would us change. Earlier. Your needs have changed. <laughs> oh, not that much. Yeah. Well, a million dollars isn't that much, really. Well, it's I only a lot if isn't. you haven't got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it,
0: you've got it, it's not much. Hmm. Right. Cool. Well, you wouldn't know, but... I
1: mean, <laughs> well, wouldn't have mad told to Jim if he'd made a million dollars from this book.
0: Well, it's true. Anyway, he was he talking about? No, he was talking about assertiveness training and, oh, and right. Zen Buddhism. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was.
1: <laughs> oh, but was I mean, we keep thinking, you know, we'll assertive. be happy
0: if, we'll be happier if. And and really, we've just got to acknowledge the fact that we're just unhappy. And then we'll be happier.
1: Is this coming from Jim with someone else?
0: That's from a podcast I was listening to on this radio podcast okay, today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Um, sometimes, to judge by the testimony of their adherents, they work well. See, that's for a short one. So someone right. goes into, you know, they, they, yeah. And I
1: reckon t- if I had a million dollars right now, it would make me happy for a long time. <laughs> 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 I think not. <laughs> oh, well, give me a million dollars and I'll prove it.
0: <laughs> Sometimes, however, they do not. That is, um, they do not work well. Just in and
1: case that whole million dollars thing didn't work out for me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I suspect the reason in many cases is that they fail to mesh with the inescapable, be- inescapable peculiarities and idiosyncrasies of individual character. Ooh. What does that even mean? Well, it's, it means that they fail to mesh with the inescapable peculiarities and idiosyncrasies of individual character. It means what's good for you isn't good for me.
1: Oh, I could have told you that.
0: Yeah, there you go. So a million dollars might be good for me, but not good for you.
1: Or heroin might be terrible for me, but great for you.
0: I was listening to that Lou Reed song the other day. Which one? Heroin.
1: <laughs> oh right. <laughs> oh, no, I don't listen to Lou Reed. Eh? I don't listen to Lou Reed. Don't you?
0: Right. Eh? Oh. He he had a song called Heroine.
1: Right, okay. Yeah.
0: Yep. It's quite, it quite it's quite heroine? Yeah. It's about going off on heroin. Going off. Well, you know, losing himself.
1: Oh right. Like yeah. Going off anyway, like a bad smell. You really
0: haven't listened to Lou Reed? Not much. Oh. Oh, okay. What, in the Velvet Underground and Nico and
1: all that. Oh, I've listened to a wee bit, not much. Couldn't tell you their
0: songs. <laughs> oh, Heroin. Heroin, uh, Walk yeah. on the Wild Side. Oh, well, I know that song. Yeah, Sweet Jane. Oh, I know that song. Oh, there you go. Heroin. Heroin. Right. <laughs> <Heroine. laughs> <laughs> perfect Day, yeah. Oh, no, I know that song. That's a good song. Okay. Well, oh, Lou Reed's all right. I might listen to him a bit more. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, in contrast, while running often alters a person profoundly, the changes all come from within and are therefore tightly integrated with a total personality. So, where Zoom Buddhism and a million dollars won't make you happier, running will. Jim just said so. <laughs> well, that's kind of like. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
1: Was he was he part of like Sri Chimnoi or something?
0: I don't know. He might have been pre tree. Why well, know when did it, um Sri Shree When
1: did tree tree start?
0: I don't know because it was don't, it don't was actually a guy that actually started. He converted to some weird thing and he was a runner or something. How well, they, they're work? very closely
1: related to Harry Krishnas, aren't they?
0: Yeah, they are
1: because like their food's the same.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, he looks like Kojak a wee bit.
0: Um, so he—he's like he, an Indian coach. Oh no, he's got—he's got. Oh more look, head. he was an individual, an Indian spiritual leader who taught meditation in the West after moving to New York City in 1964. There uh, you go. Uh, but um, when did he find athleticism? I, oh, but I don't know when that started. The athleticism start, but oh, and he can play the flute. Oh, oh, well, look, that probably makes you happy too. Oh,
1: he's giving the... Yep. So playing the flute or running will keep you happy.
0: Yep. I think that's a fair call.
1: Well, Carlos Santana was into him. Yep.
0: Oh, he's meeting the Pope. Pope John Paul. Oh, cool. Oh. So he started in 1987 a Sri uh, uh Oneness Home Piece run. A symbolic relay. Oh, right, okay. Yep. But, yeah, so so it wasn't until a bit later. Oh, I'm sure Chinmoy's
1: not too bad. Well, I'm into the food and the running part of it, Yeah, at
0: least. it's nice food, isn't it? Yeah. So Jim was about 10 years earlier, though. Jim Fix. Yeah. Anyway, um... Actually... Who would you have as a guru if you had a guru? Terry Davis. Oh, Terry's pretty good. And he talks a lot about the psychology of running. Yeah, yeah, no, so Terry Davis would be, be my guru. You've got to suffer to be happy. Um, suffering, surprise, and everyone's a winner and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yep.
1: Cool, yeah, no, I reckon he'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. Even right. though he did whip you on the bottom.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I mean, that's an added bonus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Terry, if you're
1: listening, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to be my guru? Is he old enough to be a guru? He
0: doesn't have a beard. Oh, no, he doesn't stubble. Do you have to have a bed to be... No, well, he doesn't have a bed. He has a bit of chest here. We saw that on Sunday, too.
1: Yes, I mean, Terry Davis is a hairy hairy man. Yep. Mm.
0: Yeah. Have you ever seen laughing yoga?
1: I've done laughing yoga. You have done laughing yoga. In India. In India.
0: How'd it go?
1: Um, Kind of weird. Yep. Did like, <laughs> um... Do you enjoy it? Um... Yeah, oh... Well, you know, I just just for the experience, but I mean, it wasn't.
0: No, you know, I didn't didn't heal you, didn't make you whole, more fulfilling. No, yet. I
1: probably got food poisoning around that time as well. So, I can't remember if I got the food poisoning. That was possibly after, I and mean, that was nasty. Like, um, like I couldn't leave. The only time I left the bed was to go to the toilet, and it was like a tap. It wasn't even like.
0: Oh, no. Just no. <laughs> right. I, think, I think there's some censorship going on from the bathroom, like, yeah. like a tap, like a tap had been turned on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I could tell you some diarrhea stories. <laughs> oh,
1: what's that? Like? Oh, yeah, anyway, just one end or two. Uh, Mostly the one end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting, really. And then you'd be all good. Because it's you...
0: when you got the fire hose at both ends, it's a problem.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: anyway, <laughs> shall we move on? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, we're talking about the changes and how the running... Um, comes from within uh to some extent of course this is true of all athletics since they alter the mind by altering the body shot put (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well it might make some people happier (laughs) dr dr j e kane of the university of london If, if if what alters your mind alters your body what does shot put do to your mind
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know. We should get Tom Walsh on the show sometime.
0: <laughs> okay, and ask him that question. Nothing else, just a question for an hour. How's
1: how's shot put changed you in yeah. the mind?
0: Yeah. Well, you can talk about his body first. Right. Okay. Yeah. Do you like sauce? So yes. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll right, um, well, just put them over all the ch- So Dr. J. E. Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was it, like in <laughs> <laughs> so That's a bit of tomato sauce going on the um, wedges. And um, Dr. J.E. Kane of the University of London, who is well known for his investigations into psychology of sport, has written The way an individual characteristically perceives his body has long been held as an important factor in forming his image of himself and his general integration. Let's say that again. The way an individual characteristically perceives his body her body his or her body has long been held as an important factor in forming his or her image of him or herself and their general integration
1: so so if you think you're fat yep um, <laughs> if you think you're fat you probably are is that what he's saying
0: well that, that, that forms your image of yourself yeah.
1: So, you're going to, so if I think I'm fat, then, well, I already have an image of myself as I'm fat. That's why I think it.
0: <laughs> That's what I thought it said. <laughs> it makes no sense. Well, if you didn't perceive oh, no, your as fat, it's... you wouldn't think you're fat. You wouldn't see yourself as fat if you didn't see yourself as fat. I know. Yeah, well... (laughs) Just checking. So this guy did all this bloody research (laughs) and that's all he came up with? Well, he might have done other things, but it's just that he did also investigate the psychology of sport. (laughs)
1: Holy shit, he's the worst.
0: I mean, he should be disbarred
1: or something. And what a waste of money. What university is going to touch
0: a guy that wastes
1: money like that?
0: Anyway, this seems to be truer in running than in team sports and in those individual sports that are of less sustained intensity. How can it not be true though? <laughs> did he just say running it be more true? Did
1: he did he just say running's like more intense than say Archie no
0: wrong end again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can't censor that out. We we can't do that sort of thing. Anyway, um, he says that, yeah, other sports are of less sustained intensity.
1: I think rugby's press is sustained.
0: No, it's not sustained. It's like you've got 80 minutes and it's on-off, on-off for 80 minutes. It's only an hour 20 minutes.
1: So are you saying like doing interval sessions aren't intense? Yeah,
0: but they're more sustained. In most runs, you would be more sustained. But less intense. <laughs> Alright. Well,
1: what about another sport? Um... Shot put? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tiddly one. Mm. See, A there's of lots of less sustained intensity sports. Mm. Yeah. Right. okay. Anyway, right, carry on. Balls. Okay. In this chapter, I plan to discuss the psychological changes that result from running first... We'll examine some of the emotions runners feel as a result of of running. Then we'll look at the ways in which the psychological phenomena of running work to change lives. What emotions have you felt as a result of running? Well, the
1: run on Sunday. um,
0: Oh, perfect example.
1: Oh, don't know if joy came into it anywhere. Uh, (laughs) um, Pain? Pain.
0: Does he know the
1: Cambodian word? No. Self pity. Is there a Cambodian word for what For joy. Joy. Joy? Oh, I wasn't experiencing joy.
0: (laughs) In either sense of the word, not even the Cambodian sense. (laughs) (laughs) What is it in the Cambodian sense? Um, to fuck. But you could say you felt quite fucked, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah.
1: I wonder why they call it joy.
0: Well, it's kind of weird, actually, because, actually, if you say it a bit longer, like joy, then it means to help.
1: To help someone have sex.
0: No, no, just to help. So if you go and help someone else, it's joy. But joy is the is kind of colloquial term for having sexual intercourse. Hmm. So, um... Archie! Yep. So, so yeah, that's, that's joy. <laughs> <laughs> what Archie's trying joy to do Joy joy. <laughs> no joy. <laughs> joy, <laughs> as if Archie was helping Jenna, in some other way. <laughs> so, so we had some friends who, who who the husband went away for the weekend, and they had a guard, and and the wife wanted to the guard to come into the and, and help and move free some furniture. Joy. Well, to move some furniture in the house.
1: So he gave her some joy.
0: No, no, she 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 went out and tried to talk in Cambodian to ask him to join I her see, in see. the bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he right. wasn't very um, obliging, fortunately. <laughs> all right. He ran away. He was terrified, he ran away, yeah. Which was good, they kept that guard on, because I thought I could trust him after that. <laughs> 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 oh, it was all a test, yeah. Right. Anyway. Oh, um, they had a guard. Did you have a guard? No, we didn't have a guard. Well, we had our neighbours who were kind of like guards. Mm.
1: Do you need a guard that bad?
0: Well, not really. Well, we didn't, but um, if you lived in a flash house, you did. Oh, yeah. It's the usual thing. If you've got stuff, you've got to protect it. Mm. We didn't have much stuff. Get out, Archie. Anyway, <clears throat> in this chapter, I plan to discuss the psychological changes that result from running. <laughs> Oh we've read that but oh what else what's you... what's uh, oh yeah. Any other emotions?
1: Uh, um well what ones have we had so far?
0: We joy and a lack of it. Yeah. Joy and joy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh well that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that covers both ends. No, it doesn't quite.
1: <laughs> um. Oh no, what emotions have you had running? Hmm. What emotions did you have today when you are running with Archie?
0: Today, I don't know if I really noticed my emotions when I was running today. It was like, at first I felt tired, sluggish, but that's kind of like in my body rather than an emotion, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And then, and then I thought, I think as I went on, I, I felt um, lighter, more at peace with myself and content. How about that
1: were you running in sandals?
0: No I was running in hawkers mm. so yeah you know, not hookers but
1: yeah <coughs> anyway that would make the running more joyful
0: yes happy mm.
1: <laughs> not running in hookers <laughs> I'm getting my joys mixed up
0: you are yeah. That's probably a good thing.
1: I mean, the worst. A uh, tip in Cambodia. To, to
0: give another story about getting mixed up in Cambodia. One time, there was a visiting church group from 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 America, and they wanted to oh, spread the joy. Spread the joy in a in a in a service in a church service. And so okay. they thought, um, Not that they, kind would, of they would lead lead worship with the Cambodian people and uh, and get them to do actions and everything. So they had a song, um, something like Joy, 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 Deep in My Heart, Deep in My Heart, Deep in My Heart. It didn't go down for very well.
1: Right.
0: Anyway. But did the <laughs> Cambodian
1: people realise what was going on?
0: Um, some of them, but some of them had no idea because they didn't speak any English. In fact, probably most But they didn't like go. It was an area outside of the city, so it was.
1: Yeah, they would have been like, oh, this is a bunch of Westerners. So, yeah. right.
0: When Westerners came, there's always weird things happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, but it's like anywhere though. You can't just expect people to turn up and be able to speak your language perfectly.
0: No, but it's more that they didn't try.
1: <laughs> oh, I and mean, there's probably a church service I would want to go to actually.
0: <laughs>
1: do you want to do the actions? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it was another weird thing that happened. Oh, that's right. It was, it was, it was um, Neam's school camp, and I went as a parent helper. And, um, and someone was at the front of a classroom in a Cambodian school trying to teach them about Jesus using this picture book. And the picture book had a white man with a long hair and a beard. So she was saying This is Jesus And all the kids turned around And looked at me At the back of the room (laughs) There he is (laughs) You should have run with it I
1: did There's a lot of money To be made In being a a false prophet It's true That you could have got That million dollars It would have been Very fulfilled (laughs) Would have made me happy (laughs) Oh You just need more joy In your life (laughs)
0: No, that wouldn't make you happy either. You could... Yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry, sorry, Benny. Oh, <sighs> sorry. Right, um, the majority of the people I have talked to about running have told me they felt they benefited psychologically from it. Okay. I have benefited f- f- from it, though. I've got to admit that. Anyway, shall we finish more than a sentence? This did not surprise me, for I myself have long known that I have. That's what I said. Yeah. Well,
1: if he, he's not running... It- a book about how running made him miserable is he <laughs> yeah,
0: no that's what Terry would do <laughs> that's why Terry's your guru no running doesn't make him miserable
1: he he likes he likes to make other people miserable through running
0: yeah okay mm. so he could write a book saying I made people miserable yeah yeah and, and enjoyed it yeah Yeah. got a lot of joy out of it <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of the ground out of this ain't you <laughs> Anyway, some of the benefits, as already indicated, are easily described. A sense of enhanced mental energy and concentration, a feeling of heightened mental acuity. Other benefits are more difficult to put into words. To cite only one example, the qualities and capacities that are important in running, such factors as willpower, the ability to apply effort during extreme fatigue, and the acceptance of pain have a radiating power that invariably influences one's life. So uh, true. Yeah. Willpower, the ability to apply effort during extreme fatigue, and the acceptance of pain.
1: Mm. Yeah. You definitely have to accept pain when you're doing a long run. Yeah. So, ah, like, oh, my knee feels like it's going to pop. I oh, thought you were going to say, I've
0: got a sore ass because I've been whipped by a stick.
1: Or that too. Yeah. Well, nothing's going to change, you're in pain, so you've got to just keep on, just accepting you're in pain and keep going, right?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Right, there you go.
0: Do you think that's that run that they had in a weekend where they went for 60 hours? I suppose that was just, yeah, keep going.
1: Oh, there's some run over, um, oh, didn't our, didn't our friend Katie go over
0: to that? Yep. She mm. didn't do very well, though, she didn't win it, she had to DNF. No, oh, she didn't finish eh? Yep, she only did fifty hours. Hmm. Right. Just as well she's already qualified for Crush the cable.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Very true.
0: And oh. there's was someone called Maggie who won it.
1: Right. Okay.
0: A woman, as you could tell by her name
1: Maggie. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare assume gender.
0: And someone who called Will who got second. Mm. Apparently he's a Kiwi too. Right. Okay. Oh wow. So I don't know how he's going to qualify for Crash the Cable no, now because time is slim.
1: Mm. Oh, there's still need Dunedin park run. Yeah, it's
0: true. He can do it in the morning. Yeah. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, anyway. Oh,
1: so we- isn't he like Hong Kong based or <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. is there a park run in Hong Kong? Yeah, it'd be quite but- tough running running over there with all the smog and stuff, wouldn't it? And it'd be quite the, the humidity. Yeah.
0: It'd
1: be quite, Yeah. Gosh, they
0: have some really good trail running in Hong Kong, actually, because it's, it's, it's a bunch of islands with big mount- mountains in them and, and all the settlements around the edges. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they have snakes there? Probably. But they might have died from smog. Mm. Right. I remember monkeys, actually. We went there ooh, 26 years ago, 28 years ago now, actually, and um, and it was monkeys. A lot right. of monkeys on the hills.
1: Would you rather have a pet dog or a pet monkey?
0: Uh, in New Zealand?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, uh, I suppose.
0: Yes. The monkeys are pretty cool. Can a monkey run? No, like, no if you if you point. Went... They wouldn't want to run. They're if... pretty lazy, actually. Oh, yeah. That's one of the fascinating things about the evolution of humans, is that is that when we came down from the trees, we became much, much, much more mobile, and that's why we're actually designed to run a lot more than, than other bipeds. If
1: you I, I would still yeah. like to have that sort of like grippy kind of like foot hand thing that the yeah, monkeys that'd be have. be pretty cool, eh? Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Mm. It's because about then we started chasing meat as well and we had to catch it. Mm. Whereas they didn't have to, they just ate berries and fruit and leaves and bananas mm. and
1: things. Yeah. Oh well. No, I should. Yeah, I think.
0: <clears throat> anyway, so
1: I'm monkey has a lot healthier diet than a dog. Then.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. Better for the environment too, because I
1: they're suppose um, vegan monkeys are be- mostly vegan.
0: Mostly vegan. They did actually occasionally um, eat
1: each other. Yeah. Mm. Apart
0: from that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not quite
1: vegans. You call it vegan in moderation. They haven't got the vegan tech. No. Yeah. But they hey, didn't, are they didn't... you still a vegan if you eat bacon once a year.
0: Well you're mostly a vegan. Isn't that good enough?
1: I well, wonder if you had a say a friend that was a vegan and then said
0: and and But does, does it does not really matter. I mean I mean why are you being a vegan? So that you can what? Why would someone be a vegan? Protect animals? Oh,
1: Protect
0: the environment?
1: Probably, yeah. All those things. It's so ethically.
0: the less the less e- meat you eat, and the less eggs and cheese and stuff like that you eat, then the better it's going to be for animals and the environment. Mm. So you can keep going further. You could stop using leather. So, because animals have to die to make leather stuff. Mm. Yep. Probably more so than they do to make milk stuff. hmm And then you could go further and say you shouldn't use fossil fuels because animals had to die to make those.
1: True. Petrol isn't vegan.
0: Yep. And uh, that means all plastic, doesn't it? Sorry? Plastic comes from mm. petrol products. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that would be tricky. Yeah, you kind of think, because I've
1: got some friends that are quite, um, some vegan friends that are quite deep into it, you know, like quite full-on vegans. Yep. Which is fine. But then, come to think of it, you know, they probably have a lot of plastic products.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, doesn't matter. Anyway, on with the
0: story, eh? <clears throat> yep. So, some of the benefits, as already indicated, are easily described a sense of mental... Uh, I've done that, haven't I? Yeah. Other benefits are more difficult to put into words. To cite only one example, the qualities and capacities that are important in running. Such factors as willpower, I've done that too. Yep. Yep, okay. The people I spoke with invariably uh, descri- describe these phenomena in persuasive and even poetic terms. Nancy Gerstein, for example, is a young editor who runs six miles four or five times a week she told me, running gives me a sense of controlling my own life. I feel I'm doing something for myself, not depending on anyone else to do it for me. I like the fin- finiteness of my runs, the fact that they have a clear beginning and end. I set a goal and I achieve it. I like the fact, too, that there's real difficulty in running. When you have to push yourself to finish a run, you feel wonderful afterwards. A good run makes you feel sort of holy. Mmm. Mmm. I oh, uh, thing about being in control, though, because, you know, people go to Northburn and they suffer. Oh, I worked work for Chim- on control her over over there. Well, I worked for suffering.
1: old um, Shree Chimnoy there. He ended up, like, doing all those, getting into his running, and he ended up being so holy he got to meet the Pope.
0: Oh, well, that's true. Hmm. Yep. So, Louise Footit, a London... That's a cool name for a runner, isn't it? Mm. Footit. A London girl who runs for half an hour every morning in Kensington Gardens is equally insistent about the importance of running in her life. When you run, you're free, she says. No boss bothers you. The falsity of so much of modern life becomes irrelevant. You're just completely yourself. That's possibly the only time you can say that. I wonder if she wore Nike vapor flies. <laughs> Probably not wonder if mm. she wore shoes. Cause he, can you say you're completely yourself if you're wearing running clothes?
1: Uh, oh, well, you know, your clothes will reflect your taste and fashion. So, in a sense,
0: yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Alan Rip is in his early 20s. For years, he was bothered by asthma. Every gasp was terrible, he told me. I couldn't think about anything else. Then he took up running. Although he is careful not to claim that running cured his asthma. He does say that it has made it easier to tolerate the attacks when they come. Well,
1: I'll tell you what.
0: Yep. um, Speaking
1: from personal experience, I've been asthmatic my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it's never been as good, like, since I've been running. Like, yeah. Yep. No, honestly, like, I used to do, like, school cross-countries. Like, some primary school, I'd be like the last few people to finish or whatever like that, you know, and it was always just blamed on asthma, saying, oh, I can't do physical, like, running stuff like that. Yeah. So i got asthma. And, um, but no, um, my asthma's been heaps better since I took up running.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Was it hard to get into it? Like, starting running, did it... Hard to get into asthma or no, running. No. <laughs> running, when you, when you... I didn't ask to be asthmatic. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but when you started running... Did Mm -hmm. you find your asthma made it hard to run?
1: No, I found my unfitness was the thing that made it hard. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, but that slowly got better the more I ran.
0: Yep, and so did your asthma. Yeah. So you could say it was your fitness that improved your asthma, as well as all your running.
1: So there's a multitude of ways you can get fit. Yep. From spreading the joy.
0: (laughs) 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 I haven't said it for a while so I thought I'd chuck it in there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, Rip said running is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Actually, her. what burns more calories, running or joy? <laughs> um of I've, Depends on I've the been th- I I've seem to remember being told it was a bit like a mile jog one mile jog or something.
1: Right. Yeah. So how long would that take? Does the joy have oh, to last as long as they're running the mile?
0: Well, that's a good point, too. <laughs> no,
1: uh, this is medical. It's <laughs> a serious question. It
0: is. It is. It's a, it's a sociological question. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. teaches this stuff. Uh, no. No, I teach physiology and endocrinology. Right. And early professional experience. Right. Thank Yeah. Right. yeah. No, it hasn't included that yet. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um so he says running is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It's the focus of my daily routine, the source of everything. It gives my life a sense of rhythm. It's not just a game or a sport. Something outside of life. It's part of life. It's an objective, something that defines me. Ooh pretty good running isn't
1: it oh yeah that's all right yeah
0: but it's not the be all and end all is it
1: mm. <clears throat> well there's more to life than just running for sure yeah.
0: yeah
1: i mean you've got to pay the bills so unless oh, yeah. you're a really good runner you're not going to be able to do that
0: i was reading this article about, to... about steve hansen the other day steve hans oh he's, the All black he's a, he's a, he's a oh coat.
1: sorry i was thinking of um, chris hansen to catch a predator
0: Okay. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, no, and, and Steve was talking about how he was going to have a, have a beer with um, the coach of the English rugby team after the game next weekend because they're playing a game, apparently. Yeah. Game of, I don't know, shot put. Oh, kickball, sport kickball. Yeah, 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 the, um, yeah that
1: K- Kicking the old pigskin back and forth. thing, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so they're playing that game and he's going to have a beer and, and, and saying how, you know, it's not... The, the game isn't the be all and end all we're still people and we still get on with each other but then in the same article he was talking about how important the game is and, and it was kind of odd everything for the game these people really like the game and so even though there are competitors we like them because they're passionate about the game and it was it was really kind of everything was focusing on the game
1: right Yeah.
0: Mm. as if it was a be-all-needle, something that defined them.
1: Well, I guess it probably does if you're an all-black or something. Playing a game rope does define you.
0: Yeah, and what happens in five years' time when they're all broken and they can't play anymore? See, this is what I mean with a million-dollar stuff. You know, it can make you happy for a while, but you've got to find something more than that where you at least got to recognise that maybe I'm just going to be unhappy.
1: Hmm. I'm going to be unhappy, so I might as well grab that million bucks and spent.
0: <laughs> well, there is that too.
1: Could... I worry about the unhappiness <laughs> after I've spent the million bucks.
0: <laughs> anyway, but Ted... But in the meantime... <laughs> Ted Corbett was a member of the 1952 US Olympic marathon team and two years later became America's marathon champion. He has completed in some 200 marathons, many longer races, and a new... Do you know how many and, marathons liberal liberal Kip has done? How many? Twelve. 12. How many has he won? 11 of them. Really? Well, this guy's done 200.
1: Or is that... Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know, because I don't know if... No, he's won 11 of his 12 marathons, but I don't know if those marathons count those ones where he... like Um, Oh, I think he might have beaten two hours the other day or something. Yeah,
0: apparently. Yeah. But he is wearing those cheap shoes. Yeah. Cheap shoes, I mean. Yeah. They're not cheap. Right. Anyway. Anyway. um, This guy has... He he did become America's marathon champion, so he won at least one. And he wasn't
1: wearing Vaporflies.
0: He wasn't wearing Vaporflies. um, And he's competed in some 200 marathons. Yeah. Many longer races and innumerable shorter ones. Enough, certainly, to have squashed any lingering romanticism about running. Yet when I talked to him, he said in a soft-spoken and understated manner, people get a relief of tension from running. It's like having your own psychiatrist. You have various feelings. Sometimes it's joyous. No, joyous. Joyous. Everyone benefits from running, both in ways they recognize and in ways they don't. One thing that almost always happens is that your sense of self-worth improves. You accept yourself a little better. Yeah, I, I think that's true, eh? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Nina Kutschik is another veteran runner who in 1972 won the women's division of the world-renowned Boston Marathon. She told me there isn't much freedom in our lives anymore. Running gives you freedom. When you run, you can go at your own speed. You can go where you want to go and think your own thoughts. Nobody has any claim on you. And Joe Henderson, a writer who has thought as deeply as anyone about running, said, Running is a childish and primitive thing to do. That's its appeal, I think. You're moving like a child again. You strip away all the chains of civilization. While you're running, you go way back in history. Have you ever read Brave New World? No. Ah, oh, because the main character is called the Savage. Right, and it's like there's there's this world created where, where they they go out of their way to make it comfortable, and everything is, is designed, so they've designer babies, that grow up in test tubes. That was before they knew about genetics, um, so they have these kind of bottle babies that are designed, and you only take the ones that are good, and you throw out the rest, and. Um, uh, yeah, that's well, how do you know that I baby's remember. gonna be good? Uh, they must just based it, it out in jar. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Well, it was looks. was he, Aldous Huxley wrote the book in nineteen thirty-one, thirty-two, and it was a reaction to the eugenics movement, mm-hmm. where they're actually trying to think about how to, you know, thinking about things like sterilizing people that weren't healthy and stuff, mm. and uh, and it's uh, Nazism actually grew out of that. But um, he, he uh, think, wrote this book in a response Do you think to some that. people should be sterilised? No. Well, no. <laughs> oh, all right. yeah. Do you? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it could be handy if one or two people are, but, you know, can't, not, not like a whole sort of distinction of, not like a whole race of
0: yeah.
1: people or whatever, not a whole class not of people. Not a type of people. Not poor people. Yeah, some poor people.
0: Some well, but no. it depends on the, <laughs> depends
1: on the individual. What like
0: if they're handicapped or something?
1: Well, should Hitler have been sterilized?
0: Well, how would you know? I mean, does he have gonna... any children? I don't think so. All right, who's a dictator that had lots of children? Uh, uh past.
1: Um, Saddam Hussein Uday Hussein Terrible person
0: Yeah but I mean he's not Has he become a terrible person Before he's had the kids Or after he's had the kids Maybe it was the kids that did it Yeah
1: I don't know (laughs) (laughs) But mind you If Uday Hussein If You know like I mean here's a It's a whole nature versus nurture thing Isn't it it Yeah it is Yeah So do you think if someone had snatched Uday away and and he was raised by I don't know you, yep. Do you think he'd be a better person?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, Okay. Um, yeah. But it's quite hard to. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite hard to adopt kids from overseas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I know Uday might have given you a bit of trouble. Yeah.
0: Anyway, <coughs> anyway, uh, um, and no one, however, has put the matter as succinctly as a runner named Mark Henson to run. Another is to, Hansen. Yeah, to run is to live. He told me, everything else is just waiting. Ooh. Yeah. These guys. I think you need to do more
1: than just run. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, it's a bit like you telling us that we had to get a job today.
1: Well, yeah. were you at work
0: today? <laughs> well, I did a bit of work today. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Judging by the hundreds of so comments on Facebook. spent a lot of time on Facebook as well. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Not as much time I spent on Facebook yesterday, though. Oh, right. did you see all the comments Katie wrote was getting from famous people? Oh, wasn't yeah. That, wasn't that lovely? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well,
1: geez, I didn't realise she was so well adored in the running world.
0: Yeah, no. Well not just the running
1: world There's all sorts of people
0: Oh yeah David Bowie Dead and alive Yeah Napoleon Bonaparte Jesus yes. Christ Yeah Yeah yeah. No. What, what did he say? Uh, run the race set before you Yeah Oh okay <laughs> Cool Yep Which was interesting Because I thought that was a quote From another writer in the bible But Yeah I guess he's allowed to plagiarise too Yeah okay anyway, anyway How long have you been going for? What? Only 49 minutes. Well, we've been going 49 minutes. We could stop if you want. Um, Shall we finish this page?
1: Well, where are we? Are we at the top of the page or the bottom of the page?
0: We're here.
1: All right. Let's go to
0: there. That's the end of the next paragraph. Oh, i will do that then. It'll probably take about 10 minutes. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> that's optimistic <laughs> <laughs> Hanson is not the only person Who equates running with living fully As I talked with people all over the world I discovered that many of them regarded Their running hours as their happiest Partly because running is such a powerful Antidote to anxiety and depression That is definitely true Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's true well, you got the whole endorphins thing going yes, Did he exactly. know about
0: endorphins? I don't know When did they discover
1: endorphins? Well, you might
0: talk about that. We haven't actually got very far into this chapter yet. (laughs) Anyway, a runner named Monty Davis told me, running long and hard is an ideal antidepressant since it's hard to run and feel sorry for yourself at the same time.
1: No, no, I've been there. i felt sorry for myself when I'm running.
0: Yeah, i felt really angry at times when I'm running. I used to when I was angry. But it was a good way to process my anger. Yeah. Anyway, um, also, there are those hours of clear headedness that follow a long run. Where is that? Yeah. Beth Richardson, a Boston runner, said, I feel less cranky and bitchy when I run. Yep. Yeah, probably everyone else is happy with that, too. Mm hmm. Yep. Bill Copeland, a wit e. Oh, they're all going
1: to say the same thing.
0: A wit e. There's not going to
1: be one person here that's going to say something like, oh, no, running didn't do anything for me. They're all all going to say the same stuff. Oh, but look,
0: this guy's talking about barefoot running on the beach. What, he enjoyed it? As you run, you sink your bare feet into the moistly yielding sand along the turf. No, along the surf, and invoke the known benefit of soul massage, the next best thing to soul massage for curing the blue. And then
1: you stand on a piece of seashell and cut your barnacle or something, and you cut your foot open. I ran
0: bare feet on the beach yesterday, and it was lovely. Okay, right. My foot is a bit sore. You should meet
1: um, old Monty there, or whatever his name is. Um,
0: Yeah, that was Bill. Oh, okay, Bill. Shall I read another one? (laughs) No, because they're all saying the
1: same stuff.
0: Well, what do I do? I mean, do I just skip all of this? Oh, oh, there we go, we'll go to this bit. The feelings these runners describe have been documented. Richard Driscoll, a psychologist, found that running makes people less anxious, particularly if they think pleasant thoughts as they train. You're right, it's just in and Now we've got Dr. Michael Mock of U.S. National Heart, Lung and Blood Institute saying the same thing. Dr. John Greist says the same thing. All right, Since um, Dr. Frederick Harper. Said the same thing. Yeah, okay. Dr. Herbert DeVries A lot and of Jen doctors, Adams. though, are
1: saying the same thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, here's one that's got some more details. They asked for volunteers from a retirement community. These ranged in age from 52 to 70. From
1: a retirement community? And they're only 52?
0: Yeah, they started young. And all suffered from such symptoms as nervous tension, sleeplessness, irritability, continual worry and feelings of panic in everyday situations. The researchers tested the volunteers after 400 milligram doses of... Met a widely used tranquilizer, after taking an identical looking placebo and after exercising moderately for fifteen minutes. Right. The exercise it turned out reduced the volunteer's tension more effectively than the tranquilizer. Can
1: you take the tranquilizer and go for a run?
0: Well, probably not, and I don't think well, what we can it. St- what one kind of tranquilizer
1: anymore? is it? Like uh did it knock them out?
0: Yeah. Or just half knock them out. I don't think we even use it anymore. We'll have to look at oh. you
1: even be allowed to do that? Just like go into a rest home and just stick tranquilizers in half? Oh, in? they
0: didn't have much ethics back then. Right. Yeah. Uh, it might be still used. There we go. It's used to treat anxiety disorders or for short-term relief of the symptoms and, and, and anxiety.
1: Or um, works
0: by slowly what? Uh, by slowly... Uh,
1: by slowing activity in the brain to allow for relaxation. It would
0: be hard to run if you had kind of gone. You could have a
1: a Met Pro, um, Bowmate um, running while.
0: Yeah, it's it says it's it's um it was the best selling minor tranquilizer, but has largely been replaced by benzodiazepines. Okay, that's things oh, like
1: okay. Valium. Oh, benzos! Yeah, you could have a benzo run a lap. Have a benzo run a lap. <laughs> Have
0: another benzo run a lap. <laughs> Have another benzo, not run a lap. <laughs> <laughs> then get highly addicted to benzos and, yeah. Yeah, maybe
1: not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the run is high. Oh, <laughs> running can be addictive. Yeah. Okay. Especially if you're taking
0: benzos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. Anyway, they did find that running was actually better than a tranquilizer. So that's a good study. So let's... um. Um let's stop DRA. Eh? Yeah, I think we yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So what did we finish on there?
0: Uh page sixteen, the bit about the tranquilizers. Like oh the right. Oh this one's
1: gonna be great. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, so well done. Uh yeah, okay. Shall we stop? Oh uh, look. It's only fifty four minutes.
1: Did you feel like you've been tranquilized
0: after your run? Today. Yeah. Um I felt happy, um, content. Uh I uh, wouldn't want to use that word, um, but, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, you, yeah, oh, that word.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I actually felt kind of pleased that I'd completely worn out two dogs. Mm, yeah, that's, that's good going. Yeah. Do you think Katie felt tranquilized after her run?
1: More than likely.
0: 50 hours.
1: Yeah, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh uh, we should talk to her again. We should. Mm. we we'll try and get her down for Cruster cargo. She's qualified well and truly now. Well, she'd already qualified because yeah. if she hadn't, she wouldn't have qualified because she had DNF. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little Luke. Right. Okay,
1: so I'll see you next time. Yep. Oh, you'll see him on Saturday.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm not coming to Park Parkrun. I'm going away. Oh, what? I'm going away for the weekend. Oh, where are you going? To a hut in South Canterbury. Oh, all right, Okay. Yep, okay, bye. Bye.